Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with David, the musician, as we pick up in Psalm chapter 33, verse 1. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely or beautiful for the upright. Now, this is something you might not be able to do as you read it. Praise the Lord with a harp. (laughs) Sing unto him with a psaltery, another instrument in those days, and an instrument of ten strings. Actually, David was quite a musician. These were all written to be sung, and he invented many instruments. David actually was an inventor of instruments. And so he had some instruments that he had made with strings, and uh, he was a skillful player on the harp himself, and uh, he was called the beautiful psalmist of Israel. Sing unto him a new song and play skillfully with a loud noise. And that's the motto of our Maranatha groups. (laughs) For the word of the Lord is right, And all of his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. If you look around, you can find the goodness of God that has been extended to us in so many ways. Now he speaks of the power of God's word. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all of the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He laid up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth reverence the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. I was up at the conference center last weekend with a lot of the fellows, and we had just a Beautiful night up there. And after the service, I took a walk out through the woods, just the Lord and I. I could see the Pleiades because it was getting close to midnight and the winter constellations are starting now. If you wait until after midnight, you can see the Pleiades and Taurus and Orion and, of course, right up above head was corona and and I was looking up and of course you can still see up there the Milky Way I thought of this verse for the word of the Lord is right his works are done in truth and by the word of the Lord were the heavens made created by his word and God said let there be light And there was light. And God said, let there be light holders, the stars, the sun. And it was so. And I got to thinking of the power of God's word. He spake, and it was done. And then he said, let the earth stand in awe of him. And I'll tell you, when you look at those skies up there, you stand in awe of God. 
Oh, how great is the power of his word. The Lord brings the counsel of the heathen to nothing. He makes the devices of the people of none effect. For the counsel of the Lord stands forever in the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is Jehovah and the people whom he hath chosen as his own inheritance. Oh, how blessed is that nation who will honor God and who will serve God and who will put God at the heart of their national life. Blessed, happy is the nation whose God is Jehovah. Not whose God is materialism, but whose God is Jehovah. And you look at the nations that have honored God and put God at the heart of the nations, and you'll see nations that have been blessed. I think of our forefathers and the founding of our nation. And I would recommend to you the book, The Light and the Glory, which brings out some interesting facets of the history of the United States that you don't find in your usual textbooks. Gives you a little insight on the spiritual foundations of our nation. Putting on the coinage in God we trust. Placing within the pledge of allegiance one nation under God. Oh, blessed, happy is the nation whose God is Jehovah. And those people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance, that's you. You are God's inheritance. Oh, that you might know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his inheritance in the saints. The Lord looks from heaven and he beholds the sons of men. Now, God is watching you. That can be very comforting. It can also be very terrifying. It all depends on what you're doing. <laughs> the Lord looks from heaven. He beholds the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looks upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considers all their works. There is no king that is saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by his great strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those that reverence him, upon those that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Psalm 34 is a psalm of David when he it says changed his behavior before Abimelech. Actually, it probably is the case of when he had gone down and Abimelech or Achish, the king, who drove him away and departed. Now, David, when he was fleeing from Saul, as Saul was trying to kill him, fled into the land of the Philistines. And he was brought to the Philistine king, Achish. And suddenly David thought, hey, here I am 
you know, and the Philistines hate me because he had killed Goliath and he had been the champion of the Israelites in, in many battles against the Philistines, so much so that the ladies would come out in their dances and they would sing, Saul has killed his thousands, David his tens of thousands. And so here I am now in the land of the Philistines and here I'm surrounded with the king and all of his army and everything else. And David thought, man, you know, what if the king gets angry and, and, and orders me wiped out? I'm a dead man. So David began to act like he was crazy. And of course, you know, he, he was a character, and, I, and I, I love him. We used to do so many dumb, stupid things when we were kids uh, uh, to get reaction from people and, and, and all and, and uh, you know, the charades and everything else that you go through. And, and so David just started slobbering all over his beard. And when he was brought in before, before King Akesh, here he was slobbering all over, and he went over and scrabbled on the walls, just started scratching on the walls and trying to climb the walls and everything else. And the king says, what do you bring a madman to me for? Get him out of here. And so David escaped from Akesh by this little ruse of feigning insanity. And so when he got out of it, when he was delivered, he, he wrote this psalm. And so that's the background after he's out there and he's probably laughing, you know, and saying, wasn't that funny, you know? You see me trying to climb the walls and, and all this kind of stuff. But it, it, the ruse worked at least and he was able to escape. And he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together, for I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. Now, David is pointing out that this action of pretending to be a madman was prompted by fear. He delivered me out of all my fears. Now, in the book of Proverbs, it says, The fear of man bringeth a snare. Now here David was afraid of King Achish, but look what it did to him. It reduced him to a slobbering idiot. <laughs> and the fear of man can reduce you. <laughs> the fear of man is a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. But David is calling upon the people, oh, magnify the Lord with me the praising of the Lord by his people. They looked unto him and were light, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that reverence him and delivers them. Now the Bible says that he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways, to bear thee up, lest at any time you should dash your foot against a stone. In the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, we are told concerning angels that they are ministering spirits who have been sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. So you hear of your guardian angel. For the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that reverence him, and he delivers them. So there is the opinion that we each of us have, sort of a guardian angel. 
sort of watches over us. They are ministering spirits who have been sent forth to minister to us who are the heirs of salvation. Now, I plan to have a few words with my angel when I get to heaven. <laughs> I want to know where he was on a few occasions. <laughs> and on the other hand, I want to thank him for, I'll tell you, so many times I've been delivered I know only by divine providence. God's divine hand upon my life was the only, I don't know how I got out of it. To this day, I don't know how. And yet God's glorious hand, the angel of the Lord. I had a very interesting experience with my angel many years ago while in high school. And I know that the angel of the Lord was with me and protected me and kept me. And it was a very unique and, and fascinating experience. I look back upon it with great gratitude for God's protecting hand. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You have to experience it. I can stand here and tell you all day how good God is, but you've got to experience it for yourself. I could be eating one of those drumsticks from Swenson's up here. <laughs> and I could tell you how delicious that chocolate with the almonds embedded in it. <laughs> how creamy the ice cream. And I could just go on telling you, man, this is just delicious and eat it right there in front of you. <laughs> but you're not going to know how delicious it is until I say, here, take a bite. Taste and see. I can stand here and tell you how good God is. But you've got to really experience for yourself to really know. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Reverence the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them who reverence him. The young lions do lack. They suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord will not want for any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken to me. I'm going to teach you what it is to reverence the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he might see good? What man is there that doesn't want to just live a long, good life? All right, here's the rule. Keep thy tongue from evil, thy lips from speaking deceitfully. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace, pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The eyes of the Lord upon the righteous, his ear is open to their cry. In the 60, 59th chapter of Isaiah, we read, The arm of the Lord is not short that he cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear, but your sins have separated you from your God. But to the righteous... 
His ear is open to their cry. The Lord, the eye of the Lord is upon the righteous. His ear is open to the cry. The face of the Lord is against those that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. So you that are brokenhearted, God is so near. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. God doesn't promise you divine immunity from trouble. God doesn't promise that you're not going to have any problems. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Now, many are the afflictions of the wicked, but you have to stop there. You know, I don't care if you're righteous or wicked. You're going to have problems. There are going to be troubles in life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the wicked. You say, then what's the difference between a wicked man and a righteous man? Why then be righteous? Because for the righteous, the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all of his bones. Not one of them is broken. Now, this is a prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. It is referred to in the New Testament as a prophecy concerning Christ when they decided to hasten the death of the prisoners as they were hanging there upon the crosses. They asked permission to break their legs in order to hasten their deaths. And so they broke the legs of the two thieves that were crucified beside Jesus, and when the soldier came to break his legs, they found that he was already dead. And so rather than breaking his leg, he took his spear just to make sure and thrust it into Jesus' side, the area of the heart, and there came out the blood and the water, signifying death by heart rupture. But they didn't break his bones in order that the scripture might be fulfilled which declared not a bone of him shall be broken. That is this psalm referring to Jesus Christ. Now you see, Jesus was a sacrifice for us. He was a sacrificial lamb, if you please. When John the Baptist introduced Jesus at the beginning of his ministry, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And we are redeemed, Peter said, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold from our former empty life, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ who was slain as a lamb without spot or without blemish. So as a sacrificial lamb, there was one requirement for the lamb that was offered for sacrifice. It could not have any bones broken. And so the prophecy was fulfilled in Jesus. Being the sacrificial lamb, not a bone of him was broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Psalm 35, plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. 
Take hold of shield and buckler. Stand up for my help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. So this is one of those psalms where David is praying God's judgment and all against his enemies. Let them be as chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. I really wouldn't want to be one of David's enemies. He really has the Lord on their tails. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which they without cause have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares. And let his net that he hath hid catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, and it shall rejoice in his salvation. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study, the book of Psalms, on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 33-35 through 35 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Now may the Lord be with you, and may you just experience more and more the grace and the fullness of our Lord. As you yield your lives to Him, may you discover God's blessed plan that He has in mind for you. And may you not come short in any spiritual gift. May you abound in all things in Christ Jesus as we wait for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you, and the Lord bless you. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. What does the future hold? Is the end of time really near? When will the church be raptured? What is the rapture? Will we see the Antichrist? What about the Great Tribulation? Join Pastor Chuck Smith as he answers these and many more questions about the end times in his exciting book, Final Act. Now available in hardcover, Pastor Chuck gives great insight into man's final days here on earth. Joe Rosenberg calls Final Act a powerful, provocative end times primer. 
Tim LaHaye states this unique and dramatic treatment is both true to scripture and practical. Read about this exciting drama and get answers to your questions on world wars, the Antichrist, the Great Tribulation, the Second Coming, and more. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll-free at 1-800-272-WORD. That's 1-800-272-9673.